anything and everything. Do you ever wonder how to? Do you ever wonder why? About anything and everything. Then Doris is your guy. Anything and everything will open your mind. Anything and everything with Doris. Anything and everything with Doris is online. Remember. Remember. Anything and everything with Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You are listening to the Anything and Everything with Doris podcast, and I am your host, Doris. This episode is brought to you by WYSK Spark Radio, where they play uplifting music to get you through the day. You can find it on Live 365 Spark Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you're feeling blessed today. Can you believe we're already in November? We often think of this season as the season of Thanksgiving, but we should be thankful all year long. The fact that the Lord has awakened us to another day is worth many praises in thankfulness. In Lamentations chapter 3, verse 39, it says, Wherefore doth a living man complain? A man for the punishment of his sins? Thanksgiving or complaining? These words express two contrasting attitudes found in God's children regarding his dealings with them. The soul that gives thanks can find comfort in everything. The soul that complains can find comfort in nothing. In the King James Version, The common term used was murmuring. Regardless of the word we use to describe it, complaining always has the same symptoms. The dictionary defines it as an expression of unhappiness, dissatisfaction, or discontent. Complaining is the outward expression of discontent from within. Complaining is so common these days that it could be called a way of life for many people. Just about everybody complains. And why not? There is so much to complain about. Teachers, traffic, taxes, and troubles of all kinds. But the commonness of complaining does not make it right. The Word of God comes down really hard on the sin of complaining. Do we even recognize that we teach it to our children? Preschoolers complain, I don't want to take a nap. Children complain, my teacher gives me too much homework. Teenagers complain, you never let me do anything. And why wouldn't they? When they hear moms complain, how many times do I have to tell you to make your bed? And dads complain, I work hard all week, and then when I come home, you get on my case about chores? Somebody once said on the seventh day, God rested, and on the eighth day, God started answering complaints. Few sins are as ugly to God as the sin of complaining. There seems to be extraordinarily little thankfulness or gratitude today among God's people, but a whole lot of complaining. 
Unfortunately, complaining is a part of our culture, but it sure is not anything new. Who was the first complainer? Adam, when he said, The woman who thou gavest to be with me. Complaining is one of the most prevalent sins among Christians. All complaining is against God and his favorable will for your life. To murmur, to grumble, to complain against God is a sin, and we must recognize it as such. Complaining is a symptom of a deep-seated spiritual problem, a failure to trust God and a failure to be submissive to his providential provision in your life. Complaining is a serious sin. We tend to take it very lightly, evidenced by the fact that we do it so often. We can look at Numbers chapter 11 verse 1 to see what God thinks about complaining. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. Christians who complain about their circumstances would do well to ponder the sobering verse and its background. God had greatly blessed his people, Israel delivering them supernaturally from slavery in Egypt, protecting them against their enemies, even miraculously supplying daily bread and water for them in the desert. Still, they complained, complained about their food, complained about the imaginary luxuries they had left behind in Egypt, complained against their leaders, And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, as we just read in Numbers chapter 11, verse 1. Finally, when they complained about the manna, the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Let me give you three reasons why God is displeased with us when we complain. Number one, complaining denies God's sovereignty. Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? asked Pharaoh. The sovereign God of the universe showed his power. The Israelites leave Egypt wealthy and go through the Red Sea on dry land, and God destroys their enemies. Their success in entering the promised land depended on the sovereignty of God. So when they murmur and complain against Moses and Aaron, they are calling the question God's ability to carry out his will. Complaining, of course, is just the surface symptom of a much deeper problem, discontent. Therefore, the Bible so strongly condemns complaining The murmurings and grumblings of complaint are evidence that we are dissatisfied with the way God is doing things. The solution to this problem is to recognize our sin and then realize and acknowledge that our Heavenly Father 
always knows what is best for us, even down to the little problems he allows us to face. Every complaint against our circumstances, every grumble about the weather, about the way people treat us, about the daily trials of life, is directed against the one who works all things after the counsel of his own will. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Who am I to put the Almighty God under cross-examination? Am I in a better position than he to judge what is and is not good for me? How far can I see into the future? Who am I to strike out against God with complaining, rejoicing? He trusted God's sovereignty. One big problem with our complaining is that it focuses on what is frustrating us and it forgets about the big picture. For example, these people in Numbers chapter 11 went on to complain about their wilderness diet. They went on to talk about what great food they had in Egypt. They forgot they were slaves there. Complaining is always an expression of unbelief toward God's sovereignty in our life. Complaining is unbelief in God's word, which says, Romans chapter 8, verse 28, All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. If the Christians really believe that the Lord is in control of their life and is working all things together for good, he will stop complaining and start thanking the Lord for the plan he is working together for us. Have you ever heard of bush eyes? One time, a missionary was walking along the trail with the natives when suddenly one of the natives shot his gun near the missionary. He killed a huge green snake in the path. The missionary did not see it at first. He would have stepped on it. He asked, How come I didn't see that? They walked on. Soon, the native grabbed his arm and said, Look, do you see the leopard? The missionary said there was no way he could see it until it moved. He said, Wait a minute. Why couldn't I see it? I walk on the same path as you. You see the snake, I see the path. You point out what looks to me like shadows and stone, and it becomes a leopard. Why couldn't I see them? You know, this could be dangerous. What was the native's reply? He said, you have to get your bush eyes. If you stay in the jungle long enough, you develop what they call bush eyes. What an illustration. We could walk through life blind to God. All we would see would be reasons for complaint, 
But when the Holy Spirit is allowed to open our eyes, we get God eyes. And we can see God where and when no one else can see him. We see God where others just see leaves. We see God where others just see rocks and vines. We need to see God in all things. This will stop our complaining. Number two, complaining disrupts Christian unity. In Numbers chapter 13 verse 30 to 33, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. They were in effect saying, We can't do what God has told us to do. It's too hard. The people are too big. Would you say that verse 33 is an exaggeration? Have you ever done that? Exaggerated your problems? Let's look at Numbers chapter 14 verse 36. And the men which Moses sent to search the land, who returned, and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander upon the land. The ten spies affected the whole nation of Israel. The spies started the complaining, and the whole congregation picked it up. This sin is so contagious that it spreads like wildfire. When one dog barks, several dogs begin to bark. When one frog croaks, others begin to croak. You get one disgruntled complainer, and it will not be long before it spreads to many. I used to think people complained because they had a lot of problems. However, I have come to realize that they have a lot of problems because they complain. Complaining does not change anything or make situations better. It amplifies frustration, spreads discontent and discord. Look at Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 through 19. These six things doth the Lord hate. Seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. Number 3. Complaining discredits Christian testimony. We talk about God and how much we love him and how good he is, but we often live like atheists, 
murmuring and complaining all the time. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 and 15 Do all things without murmurings and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Notice that Philippians chapter 2 verse 15, that ye may be. In other words, this is the very reason why we are to do all things without complaining, so that you will be a blameless, harmless, above reproach child of God. You are called to be all that a child of God should be. How you live has a dramatic impact not only on whether or not you're consistent as a child of God. Do all things without murmurings and disputing. A Christian who is always grumbling and complaining is harmful to the cause of Christ in the name of Christianity. Nobody likes to be around people who are always grumbling and complaining. This world is not attracted to such a person. A teenager surprised her mother with an exceptionally beautiful and unexpected gift that she had purchased with her allowance. The daughter said, Mom, this is for you because you work so hard and nobody seems to appreciate it around here. Her mother attempted to be modest by saying, Well, your father works hard too. The daughter replied, I know, but he doesn't complain about it. We fall apart amid trials and the world says, where's their God? Paul and Silas must have been a tremendous testimony in that Philippian jail. What if they would have been murmuring and complaining and griping about their situation? What if Silas would have said, Paul, you big shot. You had to show off and cast that demon out of there. Now look at the trouble we are in. Why couldn't you have just left that demon possessed alone? If that dialogue had been going on between Paul and Silas, do you think the jailer would have asked, What must I do to be saved? Probably not. He probably would have said, what must I do to stay away from this Christianity thing? Believers, our testimony is important, especially important. God uses our lives to influence others. Most of the time, when we grumble, we do not have any reason for doing so. When we stop and think it is not long that we begin to realize how much we have been blessed. Each of us has been blessed in numerous ways. The more we think about how we have been blessed, the more we will be thankful. A.W. Tozer said, Among those sins most exquisitely fitted to injure the soul and destroy the testimony a few can equal the sin of complaining. Complainers are missionaries of misery. Complaining always hurts those around us. It takes no special skill, talent, 
or IQ. Any idiot can do it. Christians should not be complainers. The Bible is clear that complaining is repulsive to our Heavenly Father and a serious sin. Thanksgiving is a good time to remind ourselves of how serious the sin of complaining is. Most of us tend to blow it off as a small thing if we notice it at all. If someone is a drunk or has a filthy mouth, we tell them that it is a sin and they need to stop. But somehow, when it comes to the sin of complaining, we rationalize and excuse it. It is a vile sin. Two boys were eating some grapes. One of them remarked, Aren't they sweet? I guess so, the other replied, but they're full of seeds. Wandering into a garden, the first boy exclaimed, Look at those big, beautiful roses. The other commented, They're full of thorns. It was a warm day, so they stopped at the store for a soft drink. After several swallows, the second youngster complained, My bottle's half empty already. The first quickly responded, Mine's still half full. Many believers are like the negative thinking boy in this story. They always look at life through dark glasses. Like the children of Israel in today's scripture, they complain and grumble when they should be praising the Lord for His gracious provision. The next time you find yourself complaining, remember the three reasons not to complain. Complaining denies God's sovereignty. Complaining disrupts Christian unity. And complaining discredits our Christian testimony. When thou hast thanked thy God for every blessing sent, what time will then remain for murmurs or lament? Praise is the best deterrent I know for complaining. Believers who keep praising the Lord usually achieve the victory over complaining. The next time you are about to complain, stop. Stop and think of all that you have to be thankful for. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Be sure to check out our show notes below, where you can donate to support us, check our references, or see what else we offer. Thank you for listening, and God bless. <music>